what you said You promised me, you said you would You gotta give in, so I'll be good Tell me a story, then I'll go to bed So Hal, today you're taking the place of AJ. How does that feel? Uh, good so far. It feels like an honor. So far so good. Well, that's good. It should feel like an honor because it is. Thank um, you. I'm happy to be here. What I'm happy to say is you are now fully committed to every single last episode of Tell Me a Story. <laughs> oh, all right. Just There's a reason for that. Why is that, Well. Bo? This is the last episode of Tell Me a Story with Bo and the Juggalo. That's right. We never gave him title credit, and now AJ's kiboshed the whole thing. He's pulling his copyright. We're out of business, guys. Yeah. It's too bad. But, uh... But I'm glad that Hal is here because there is a significance to it, which I'm going to articulate later. What's that? But what I realized is that if we're going to end Tell Me a Story, there's one thing... One, it's actually a game, but we'll get to that later. But there's one set of stories and one concept that I felt I should give due credit to. Because it's generated, for me, as many stories as, you know, so many other things that I love in life. It's just, it's a story generator and we're going to experience that tonight. So that us on Tell Me a Story with Bo and the Juggalo and listeners anywhere who have the availability to do this can continue to make their own stories. Because I fucking love stories, Bo. Do you? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> this, filming this has turned you off of stories in general. Yes. <laughs> how, how do you feel about stories? They're, they're okay, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. Right in the middle. A classic <laughs> come see, come saw. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, what we're talking about today is Morton's List. It's a game that I got into around 15, 16 years old, probably. Yeah. Um, the connection was uh, one of the creators is, um, Rob, well, Jump Steady, Rob Bruce, Violent J's brother. Yeah, so this, was, is, this is a Juggalo game. Is th- this is a Juggalo game, but I think, I think it transcends that as well. It's become quite popular, actually, in a lot of like underground gaming circles that are unconnected to Juggalos at this point. But that's certainly my connection, but I love it separately and together and just love everywhere with this. Because what this game essentially does is gives you a quest. Okay. And what I was telling you before, I'm gonna, and I'll repeat it again in a little bit. Yeah. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of this game. If you take this seriously and you take that quest, like, you have to complete that in the best, most fresh, amazing way possible. Yeah. Then you're going to have the time of your life. If you just want to tick off a box and say, hey, we technically did it, then yeah. you're going to have absolutely no fun. So this game is about spirit and karma, and you've got to bring in your very best. Are you ready to do that, Hal? Yeah. I've got uh, one round under my belt, so... You are that's... a veteran of Morton's List. Well, I, I played... When I was a kid, we played role-playing games, and not just, like, Dungeons & Dragons. We played, like, the... Sexy wick, role-playing wicked games? Wicked nerdy ones, like the ones, like, uh, like where you're, like, a superhero and shit. Okay. And uh, that's the same deal. It's, like, when you get into that, it seems really silly, but, like, if you don't commit, it sucks. Like, it's the least fun ever, but, like, if you commit to your character and everything's fun, it's fine, it's, uh, it goes a lot smoother. Everyone buys in, it's fun. So I have a feeling like I'll be generally prepared for this. Excellent, that's good to hear. Okay. A funny thing happened today, and you had some context to it a little while back. Actually, I think I told both of you this story, that a little while ago, we here at Bo and the Juggalo got some fan mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe it was our first fan mail. 
is quite exciting. <laughs> yeah, I well, I to be honest, we have an email account. I don't think I've ever checked it. Well, that might be what happened. We probably have so many fucking fans. We haven't been giving them shout outs, and now the whole thing is collapsed. <laughs> we just needed it for the IRS. <laughs> I don't think I've ever opened it. We have neglected the shit of our fan base, and I, for one, apologize to everybody who might have ever listened to this. Yes. <laughs> um, there is some other exciting things coming, and we'll probably talk about that in a long while. Yeah. But, completely lost my train of thought there. You got the fan mail. I got the fan yeah. mail, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was from this guy called Nate. And it turns out, Nate the Ninja, who emailed us and loved telling me a story, he's had some good things to say about a lot of your stories, a lot of my stories. Yeah, yeah. Don't think he liked AJ, but... <laughs> <laughs> Who can blame him? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. actually said nothing about that for the record. Um, yeah. I, I was just projecting there. <laughs> projecting because you don't like AJ? <laughs> Purely speculation. No, nothing but love for AJ. Even though he quit on us. <laughs> as, you, as you take a big drink. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So... This guy who emailed me turns out to be one of the creators of Morton's List. It was oh, made, it, yeah, it was made by uh, Rob, Jesse, and Nate. Yeah. And it's this guy, Nate, who emailed us. And so we got to talking. He's read my blog. I let him know what a humongous fan I of, am of this game. And uh, we decided to make a trade. He's going to send me his new game, and I'm going to send him uh, my recent book, Edgar's Worth Sunday, which we oh, talked about before on this show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I'm happy to say, as timing would work out, and it didn't surprise me, because that's just the kind of karma of this game, as we all got together yeah. to film this tonight, to record this tonight, I got that package. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, and I hope how you get how you get roped in here, because I think you will. I got the package. It was addressed to Brad O. Oates. Yeah. As in my author title, which was nice to see. And um, here are the contents. They were declared on the form. Yeah. Deck of cards, quantity one. Tea bag, quantity one. Fake mustache, quantity one. <laughs> now, Hal, tell me, what does that bring to your mind? Uh, There's two don't. occasions. <laughs> two occasions for That's fake right. mustaches. Th- this, this to me sounds like like when you're you're getting out of prison and they give you back your personal effect. <laughs> <laughs> Deck of cards, tea bag, Deck fake of mustache. Tea bag. <laughs> Fake mustache. How did the fake mustache not end up in the evidence law? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Clearly the entire crux of the crime. Like whenever you got arrested and put, put into prison, that's what you had on you. 25 years later, that's what you get back. Exactly. I um, never realized it was fake. So Hal has two adventures with me involving fake mustaches. Hal, do you want to share? Um, so I think I can only remember one of them. Interesting. Which one? In uh, London Cocktail Club. I don't yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, London Cocktail Club, LCC. And I don't know where the mustache actually came from. It came from the Burt Reynolds, of course. Oh, it yeah. It came stuck on the outside because that's what Burt Reynolds looks like. Okay. And I had just recently discovered that I could uh, drink a little bit of alcohol. He discovered that in the LCC. Yeah. A little bit of alcohol? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I put the mustache on and... It started getting carried away, and, and mustache ended up in weird places. That's all I'm gonna say. That's about the truth of it, and that's all you should say. Al. <laughs> Moving right along, that is one mustache story, and that's the most recent of them. If you think back to our time at the Canadian Juggalo gathering, there was a different mustache story in which we were coming out of some bar, and I saw a mustache machine, and I insisted on getting them, and you had to pay for 
probably both of them, without him having any movement. But we, we wore the fake mustaches down the street and into the VIP club to meet ICP, and they fell off at some point. Yeah, that's right. I so totally forgot about that. There you go. Fake mustaches, Hal, are essentially our calling card. And inside this pack of cards, look at that. Wow. A fake mustache. That's rad. Wow. Is Whether it, or not is it an essential part of the game? or? That's an interesting question. I'm yet to find that out. But, <laughs> side note, places with uh, or vending machines that sell mustaches, you know it's a classy place. Yeah. Well, because some people need a mustache and they don't always have a mustache. You know, I used to, back, back right when you first met me, Brad, I, uh, I used to do this thing where around Halloween I would buy a whole bunch of fake mustaches <laughs> so that I'd have some for during the rest of the year because they never sell fake mustaches when you want them. Because, like, you, you know, it'd just be like March. And you'd I could be like, find I you. I want to put on a fake mustache and fuck around today. Try me out, man. Any day, text me, I'll find you a fake mustache. Well, now with Amazon, it's easier, but this is like. I this wasn't was the days where it was scarce to find a mustache. So, the deck of cards, anyways, is Stranger Tales, Nate's new game. Um, you can check him out at Ninja Nate, I think, in Dark Carnival Games. Um, we haven't played this one yet, but we'll be getting to that soon, and I'm told it's kind of. Um, it plays with memory, like putting memories together, I guess, is kind of how it works. Whereas Morton's List is essentially a generator of new memories. So yeah. I'm excited to check this one out and see how well it complements it. Um, we're going to get to playing Morton's List right away, but I want to give some context. What I told you a little bit about is it gives you quests. Um, I want to yeah. recount maybe two that I've done, and then I'm going to let Hal recount one just to give you a little bit of context of what we might be up against. Okay. One of the more tame ones I had uh, was in high school. I forget which table it was, and I'll never give the quest names away anyways. But the idea of the quest was to engage in a kind of competition that involved both luck and skill. Yeah. And I think there was a mutation on it that said whatever we do, we had to benefit other people while, while playing this game of luck and skill. Okay. Now, we had played the game, if, and you might remember this callback, in the mall back hallways, yeah, yeah. which I so love to hang out in, the service corridors of the mall. I agree. I, I love hanging out in those as well, despite all of the junkies. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> you work around the junkies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they kind of add to the fun. But anyways, we rolled there, we got our quest there, and then we decided, like, what? I mean, there's a load of things we can do in the mall, but without a ton of money, we weren't sure. What we ended up settling on was the classic claw machine. Yeah. Have you both played this? The, the claw machine? machine? Oh, yeah, of course. Like yeah. the toys? Yeah. Grabber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you at it? Pretty bad. Yeah. How about yourself? I think I lost my college funding on claw machines. So, yeah. <laughs> Have you actually played quite a number? <laughs> no, not that many. His student <laughs> loan debt is all claw machines. <laughs> I thought he dropped it into the claw machine and couldn't get it out with the claw. <laughs> <laughs> so we took whatever money we had and turned it into loonies. It was probably like 50 bucks between us and played the hell out of the claw machine. Yeah. And, you know, you don't get a lot, but I think we had a good maybe seven, eight stuffed animals out of it <laughs> by the end of 50 bucks. Yeah. And um, so what we decided to do, it had to benefit people. So we spent the rest of the day going around and finding, like, the saddest kids in the mall and, like, any, like, crying two-year-old or whatever and, like, going up to getting the parents' permission, of course. And just giving them a random doll and just walking away. Yeah. And that, that felt pretty, like at 15, that felt like a damn good thing to do. I'm sure there's better ways to change the world, but we were pretty proud of that and we had a lot of fun doing it. 
The next story I'm going to tell you was in university, and this one got, there's things called mutations and deviations that you'll learn about a little bit later. They, okay. don't, they don't always happen, but they can happen, and this game just got loaded up with them. And the context of this game was first year university when I was living in Lister Hall, the residence there. So people I don't know, um, you know, you just dropped in with strangers, basically. Yeah, and that was the party hall, too. For reference, yeah. Yeah, and I did my best, you know? Yeah. But um, eventually I was getting to know a couple of people and I thought, what better way to really get to know some ninjas than play some more in this list? So I think it was myself, my friend Mark, who you know, yeah. and Katie. There might have been somebody else, I'm not sure. But um, I don't know how it came to be, but the end result of all of the mutations and stuff was like, I think one of us had to always lie, one of us had to like walk in a peculiar way, and one of us had to have an accent. Okay. And I don't know what the quest was to cause it, but what we what, what we ended up having to do was we had a can of beefaroni, yeah, and a lighter, and a spoon. I think we might not have had a spoon, but we were just walking around campus, and we had to get like ten people to eat some of our lighter heated beefaroni. Oh God! While lying and talking in accents and doing whatever weird walk had come up, and Mark was doing all of this. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that took quite a while. It, like we started when. People were going out all dressed up and yeah. nobody would eat shit. And then we just walked around campus for like three hours and everyone was coming home drunk. Oh, and yeah. we, we moved a gang of beefaroni at that I point, bet, let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> I bet. Um, beefaroni is the McDonald's of the past. Absolutely, yeah. It wasn't a bad <laughs> choice and people were kind of about it. But they just had to be convinced because it was a weird scene. Once yeah. they got weird, they were with it, right? Yeah. Um, one of the most recent times, I think it might have even been the last time I played, was Hal's Introduction to Morden's list. And yeah. We'll start right away, but you, before you that... You told me a little bit about that, where you got a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how you lead this story, and I'll help out with the details. All right, so... I, I think the quest... Can I share the quest, or no? Um, let's not say the name of it, but you can tell what the idea of it was. Okay, so, well, the idea was to create a, something that celebrated the beauty of a naked human body. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now you know what I'm saying. You could have just drawn a dick and been yeah, like, yeah. "We win." Yeah. Right. And you're never gonna remember that game. So what did no. we do? So we decided to make like a statue, more or less. Yeah. Starting with a mannequin. So we hopped on Kijiji. Now this was about ten o'clock at my place, and we were playing this. Yeah. On a Saturday. Maybe nine o'clock. Maybe yeah. nine ten. Yeah. Yeah. On a Saturday night. Okay. <laughs> so I found a guy on Kijiji who sells mannequins yes which I, is terrifying yeah what was yeah. it it was like alfonso or alberto <laughs> or something i think it was alfonso that's how i remember it so we i called him and uh he um he surprisingly picked up and i asked him if he sells mannequins and you he's like about the mannequins yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, he he's like, oh, I can call like there was apparently there was somewhere else where the mannequins were stored, and I told him like, no, 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 I can't wait till tomorrow when the store opens. I have to, I need one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he, I think he was a bit weirded out. So he he like made some phone calls and then phoned me back and said, yeah, like we can get you a mannequin tonight. And uh, I think it was like eighty bucks or something. Oh my god. And. Uh, we agreed to meet us in a parking lot, actually not far from Lister Hall, on campus. Yeah. Um, Duke's Donaire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, he was. He showed up in a in a black van, and he apparently he was really sketched out. Like I was sketched out by him, and he was sketched yeah. out by me. No shit. <laughs> so, mind you, it's at least ten thirty now, and like there's students in there getting drunk. <laughs> So he wanted to meet in like a semi-public place where yeah. like I wouldn't murder him or something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I got the mannequin and he, he had come there with his friend who happened to bring a cordless drill and like as I paid for it, he's like, he's like, do you want a hole drilled? Oh, yeah, no. that's the service they offer. <laughs> Drilling holes in mannequins. Probably for sexual purposes. Uh, what, what else purpose? <laughs> Maybe you're hanging it up somewhere. Which is also creepy. That's also very creepy, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, God. so, uh, yeah, and I think the first words he said to me when I got to him in the parking lot were like, you're not as weird as I thought you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> and Hal didn't say you either. <laughs> He's just like, whatever, I'll fall You don't look like my normal clients. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my fucking mannequin, all right? Yeah, fuck that's So curious. this is the quest that you and, did Celeste go with you? Yep. And Debbie as well, didn't she? No, Debbie wasn't wasn't around for this one. Oh, okay. Um, so meanwhile, me and our friend Tyler are at his place, and we're working on the penis, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> because we decided to celebrate all of human yeah. human nudity, like in a, a human Baphomet form. statue. Essentially, yeah. yeah. It, it was fully grandiose and vulgar and beautiful in its own way. Yeah. Um, so they it, they knew they were getting a female mannequin when they went, I think, right? Yeah. So we decided. Tyler's quite a carpenter, and I'm good at assisting carpenters. <laughs> at least I'm okay at it. You're uh, good with wood. <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Al. I can, you were the penis expert. I can he was carve it, I can polish it. Yeah. Well, I did, you know, I, I, I reminded him a little clapped at the top. Yeah. There, there are some important details to catch. So we, like, hammer two boards together and then just use a giant sander to kind of, like, shape it. Yeah. And ended up with a pretty good one. Then we uh, varnish it, which turned it brownish-black. Which was unintentional, but I guess it worked. Yeah. Um, How did you attach it to the mannequin? Well, that's another story. Because I was going to say that hole might have been useful at some point. <laughs> Turns out it was useful. Yeah. yeah. We, we had to drill into the mannequin. Yeah. No but shit. we wouldn't have known where to put the hole. I built a lot of weird things that were, like I built a Halloween dummies and stuff, and you need a lot of holes that you don't expect to need. <laughs> so we got this realistic, quite realistic penis, I would say. Moderately realistic. It would have put a lot of those... Egyptian statues to shame, I'll tell you that. Okay. Maybe, maybe a little out of proportion. I don't know, what do you think? In which way? The size. The penis? The like length. the proportions, or...? No, no, I guess the proportions were good, but... Okay, you're but just saying it's bigger than your... Penis to mannequin <laughs> ratio? Yeah, well, it, it was like two feet long. Yeah. That is horrendously large. <laughs> it's a Baphomet statue, what do you want from it? <laughs> um... So then Celeste painted like flowers and beautiful things and nipples on it. And yeah. <laughs> then we thought like, you know, we got to have balls as well, right? Mm -hmm. We're going all in. So we found like two nice big stones out in the garden and then use some wire meshing oh, and staple good. that underneath so they hunt. And then we use steel wool to put pubic hair up around it. That's a really good idea. Yeah. It proud of you guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you pictures of it later. It wouldn't suit the podcast, but it, it really ended up looking quite nice, I would say. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want, uh, if you have a good picture of this, since this is the last episode, instead of our normal title image, I could swap it out for that. Let's do it. Okay. So awesome. All listeners have probably already seen it. Apologies okay. in advance. Let's hope this doesn't end up incriminating us. Huh? Um, so we decided now what to do with it. And Hal, tell them about the idea you came up with. Uh, okay, so 
I don't know how much trouble I'll get in for this, but we Probably didn't actually... Probably not much. No one listens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we tried to put it on the talus balls. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. Tal- is that the Ta- talus dome? Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? the yeah, theory yeah. was it would require a city worker to get them down, and therefore it would take like four days. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I think people fuck around with those talus balls enough. All the time. And everyone hates them. them. Everyone hates <laughs> yeah. them. Basically, this like obnoxious art that... I don't know. Nobody likes it, and it's like the city's like attempt to be cultured. So I feel like you guys did the Lord's work by putting something that was actual art. We felt that's what we were doing, and that's why this is all about positivity and karma. We'd never want to hurt somebody with a naked image. We thought it celebrated everything in a fair and representative way. Um, it was a piece of beauty, not a vulgarity in our intentions. Yeah, At least I my account probably rad. wanted to be vulgar. <laughs> um, and and anything that Alfonso tells you that they, these guys did is a damn lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was beautiful. The talus balls are essentially just a bunch of big silver balls stacked up on top of each other. Yeah, it's we really paid some annoying. California designer about a million dollars to make. Yeah, the city just throws money at like idiots who have horrible ideas for art. Every and idea. then everyone who actually is an artist gets nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and not even local. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's the worst city It was obscene yeah. and everyone hates those and everyone should hate them. Yeah. Anyways. So it was raining that night, sadly. Yeah. So that did not let us cl- quite. I mean, we got up there. We yeah, got the those balls would be pretty goddamn slippery. They were slippery, <laughs> and I think Tyler nearly fell. Yeah. But we got up there. We just couldn't fasten it. Like we had some good winch cables and all that. Yeah. But there was no way we were fastening it up there. So we decided to make a backup plan, and I think we like just found a metal spike or something nearby. How did we how did we launch it? Do you remember? No, because the mannequin came with a stand. Oh, okay, yeah. right, that would be it. Yeah. Um, so we put it right on the interchange there, where like yeah. Crow Road and Fox Road, Fox or Drive. Fox, yeah. yeah, Fox Drive and the White Mud connect. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was about two in the morning by that point. Yeah. And set it up there, right where everyone sees it, and hopefully a lot of people enjoyed that. I hope so. Yeah, that would have been a pretty like if I drove by and saw that randomly. Well. Tr- making that turn off I'd be pretty happy you'd be pretty happy right yeah, I wouldn't genuinely be. happy yeah I like it when this city gets fucked with <laughs> in your face Edmonton yeah I, I genuinely hate what this city is <laughs> and it's really nice when people fuck around with it alright so without yep. further ado I think we're ready to get busy on Morton's list right I think we need a little ado because I need to go to the bathroom so I'm just going to pause this and we'll come back. back. We're back and we're ready to roll. Yeah. Ah, I see what you did there. You mean dice, right? That's, that's what I was going for, yeah. Okay, cool. I was being clever. Okay, so uh, how so, do we start this? That's a good question, and it's a longer answer. Oh, God. Um, you're the new one, so I'm going to give a couple of assignments to you right away. Okay. But um, first I'll give a basic explanation. So this is the Book of Morton's list. Yeah. This is all of the quests, all the different tables, all the different mutations and deviations that you can run into. And what's going to happen is this book is going to give us the perfect quest for the three of us to complete. Okay. It's designed around who we are, what we bring to the table, and our specific skill sets. And the boulder, which I've left in the bag, you'll notice, is going to determine that with us. Okay, is that like a d20? It's a D30. Okay. It's a fucking boulder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, essentially what happens is we're going to start on the table Morton's list. Okay. And we're going to roll the boulder. Okay. And it's going to send us to a table. 
From there, we might go to another table or a quest or a deviation. We just follow the tables until our until qu quest is given. Yeah. Okay. But first, we're going to have to determine a table master. Okay. Now, the, t the role of the table master is essentially to be the leader of the quest. Okay. Um, they're going to make all key decisions in the event of, that we can't agree on things together. Okay. And they're going to have official say as to when the quest is officially done. Is there generally a strategy to choosing this, or is this... It's a roll-off. Okay. Okay. So it's it, random. It, it's fate, okay. yeah. Awesome. Um, and I like that. Yeah. It's, I, I insist that it be random. Yeah, because yeah that makes that sense. just makes it. Yeah. But before we have that roll, and that's the last thing we'll do before we go off the air, before we're rolling the actual tables, because we don't want to do that on air. We'll come back as we talk about the quest. Okay. Um, but that's the last thing we'll do is we'll roll off for the table master. Okay. Um, so it's key, like, you know... Don't do it like a dick. You're always meant to be the leader. You're meant to bring out the talents that people are bringing to the table and figure out a way that the three of us here that are playing can achieve the quest in the best, most incredible way possible. Yeah. Because that's what makes this game beautiful. Is when With you great put power. Into it. Comes that's great right. responsibility. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Got the it. The table master, as soon as we, we roll it, will be the one who rolls the boulder to sure. navigate through Morton's list, reads each table, and reads the quest out. That's okay. another duty of the table master. They have like the divine touch to, to guide the quest. They guide of? everything. They read it all. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, like I said, all decisions ultimately are up to them. Are all of you willing to engage in the roll off to be table master? Yes, I did not bring my reading glasses, so <laughs> be prepared for a slow reader. I'm good with that. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll want to enunciate and appreciate this too, because it definitely brings in the mood. Yeah. Oh, and the last thing we'll do before we go off air is one quick detail, and this is strictly mine, but it's something I always like to do, is once we've determined who the table master is, yeah. they're going to light this candle, and with that, we will officially begin Morden's List. Sounds good. Now there's a couple of rules to know ahead of time. First of all, like I said, put in everything you can. Mm -hmm. um, follow the rules. As you roll the dice, nobody touches it. Okay. If, ideally, don't make it bounce off of something, but if it does, that's don't just the way it's it. fated yep. to be. If it falls off the table, don't touch it. You still if it see starts what rolling through the door, don't touch it. Wait till it stops and then take that number. Okay. Is everyone clear on that? Yes. Yeah. Don't mess with the fates here. Yeah. It's very important. <clears throat> um, the candle will remain the entire time. And the entire time that we're rolling through Morton's list, nobody can leave the table. Okay. There are no breaks, there's no standing up, there's no stretching. You sit and you roll until you have your quest. Well, good thing I peed. <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone clear on how this works? Uh, no, but I'm a fast learner on things like this. All right. <laughs> Scott, since you are the new one, yeah. there are a couple of rules, and they're going to sound kind of weird to you, okay. but I want you to read them out loud, and I want you to understand that I take every one of these rules deadly serious. Okay. Hal, you've seen that happen once. I don't know if you remember, but when you hear the rule, you'll remember. Okay. Oh, my God, don't do that. You guys. Everybody just heard the spine of the book snap in two. Reading the instructions carefully is necessary. Number two, do not put Morton's list or Morton's boulder into mouth to prevent from choking. Do not tie Morton's list around neck to play in a rough way. Do not leave Morton's list alone with children under three. Be aware of people coming close when you play Morton's list outdoors or in a narrow place. Do not throw Morton's list at people. Keep Morton's list away from face or hair. It may cause unexpected danger. Morton's boulder is expend an expendable item. 
Change it immediately when it becomes hard, harder or broken. Unexpected danger may occur. Be careful of hidden parts when, when disassemble Morton. Hidden parts when disassemble Morton's. Disassemble. Dis it just says dissemble Morton's list. If you oh, if you dissemble, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a word missing there, but anyways, I also Maybe. don't have my my reading. All right. On, well, on so Brad, you've you've had to replace the boulder because it got hard once, didn't you? It got hard in the middle of a game once. Really? Yeah. Is it made of clay? No, it's a standard dice. But just... Okay. You, you, you gotta watch for these things. <laughs> okay. One time it got hard in the middle of our game and we had to switch it out and start from the top, so... Okay. Yeah. Um, but now, if I'm not the table master, I won't have power to control everybody or stop the game. But please don't break those rules. If I see you playing with it in a rough way tied around your neck, I'll be very disappointed. Okay, Are and I'll clear? keep it away from my hair. And, better. Mouth and face. You better. Okay. All right. Sounds we good. understand how it works. I yes. think we're just about ready to play. Should we roll for table master? Let's uh, do it. Yeah. Uh, is this the point where I? Uh, no, we'll do that up. beforehand when we okay. turn when we light the candle and get ready to play. Then we will turn off the mics. Yeah. Just just give me the the word. So what we're gonna do is roll die. Okay. One each. Or? One each. Okay. You, you roll all three. Then you roll all three. Then you roll all three. The lowest is eliminated. Takes their die. Then I roll off again with the two die. Okay. And whoever is the last one remaining is the table master. Okay. All clear? Yeah. <laughs> I'm rolling first. Ooh. That's a high 15. One. To the left. 12. To the left. High rolls. 13. Uh, so I'm the lowest, so I'm eliminated? Yeah. So now so take your die. Okay, what's this? Eight. 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 Three. Three. All right. So that means... Home court. I am the table master. All right. I'm going to light the candle, then we're going to turn off the mics as we roll through. And we'll turn them back on and we, we, uh, just discuss, make our plans, and then turn them off just before we set out. Sounds good. I think back. Okay, so we have our quest and... Uh... Our quest, I won't share its name specifically, yeah. but the, the crux of it, I don't want to give away too much because the importance and some of the fun is discovering this game on your own. So we, we've rolled our quest, we've agreed that it's one we can accomplish given the circumstances. Yeah. We rolled the Nightscape, I'll tell you that, and we landed on a quest that challenges us to invent and partake in a game that involves combat with pillows and the turning off and turning off on of lights in yeah. some way. Yeah. Now, you had an idea. So the, what's going to happen right now is we're going to discuss it fully. This is called the winds of change. This okay. is a phase of the game. We're going to fully discuss what our quest is, and then we'll agree on the terms of our quest. And at that point, we'll agree that we have our quest, we've accepted it, and I'll blow out the candle. And then we'll wrap up the show and go complete our quest. Okay. So um, this is the winds of change, and you have an idea. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so okay, when I was a kid, we used to do two games. One was Pillow Fight in the Dark, where basically you were blind and swinging pillows around. And uh, you ended up getting just hit in the face with pillows randomly, and you didn't know where anything was. Uh, at one point, a pillow got wrapped around my ankle, and then somebody pulled it, and it almost <laughs> broke my ankle. Um, <laughs> The other game that we used to play was uh, it was like a SWAT team in the dark thing where we'd have toy guns and um, bust into the house and there would be like people hidden in the house 
in pitch black and you'd have to go through like play guns mm -hmm. my thought was to combine those but instead of guns pillows and if we want to do something with off and on lights the one team that's uh, that's sweeping the house could go or the one person I guess because there's only three of us could go inside the bathroom with the lights on everyone else is here with the lights out acclimatizing their eyes as soon as they're ready to come out they turn off the lights and go in with complete complete inability utterly, utterly to blind, see, yeah. trying to find the other two who are hiding from the person with the pillow only one person would have a pillow in this game is my thought who the person in the bathroom yeah the person in the bathroom the other two because the, the other two the, just punch them or what well they're at a disadvantage they're just hiding from the guy who can't see with a pillow okay right so is that first person to get hit with a pillow loses yeah or becomes the person that goes to the bathroom okay i don't know i don't know who but, wins no, that's this, interesting. <laughs> and it, i don't know if there has to necessarily be a winner yeah, there yeah. has to be combat yeah how what are your thoughts i i don't know i'm uh, i'm trying to think of like if there's somewhere i don't think there's anywhere public we can do it without yeah. like yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was just thinking we should really do this in public. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's dark enough. Well, that's the thing. But I have a theory on how we can incorporate other lights. Okay. Um, and this is just a random one. And let, let's also discuss whether it fits into the true parameters. But I feel like doing it just in the house is it's just going to be a quick and fun round and we'll giggle a bit and we'll have a bit of fun right. but i feel like we could kick that up a whole hell of a lot i got you now here's my idea and it's kind of based on something i've seen like you know it's almost like prank videos on um, youtube and stuff like that yeah but um ones where we'll be kind of doing all the heavy pranks we're not um, going to be attacking people with pillows are we well <laughs> well we're going to give them the option to be attacked with a pillow um so what i'm thinking is we'll have a flashlight and two pillows okay um so say you're standing on the street corner, Hal's walking up with the pillow, I flash the flashlight on you, and then Hal attacks you with the pillow and the two of you have a p pillow fight. I turn the light off, you stop fighting, then I'll flash it at somebody else nearby and one of you tosses them a pillow and just see how they react. <laughs> I... Have concerns. Have concerns because <laughs> we're in, like, you particularly live in an area that has had many, many strange assaults on the streets. Well, we could walk up of the Avabit. That's true, but I mean, up the Avabit was a guy lighting cars on fire a couple weekends ago. Okay, so. well, we can make a sub rule that we won't light any cars on fire. My concern is assaulting strangers by accident. Well, nobody attacks them. You toss them the pillow and see if they get ready for a pillow fight. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Just one idea. Let's keep floating. Okay, okay. <laughs> we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet because I could see this going wrong in a few ways. I feel like we need more people. Yeah. Um, or, How many pillows do we have? you know, who lives in your building is AJ. Pillow assault on AJ? Invite him up. Turn out the darks out, and beat him up with a pillow? Beat the hell out of him with a pillow for <laughs> being off the show. Now, and then turn the lights on. One crucial factor here is... is AJ gets incredibly angry sometimes. And also will he come <laughs> up. Should I, should I throw out a testing text to see if he's even up? Do you know what you should do? Is just send him a picture of you with a pillow. Like looking angry and say, say bring your pillow. <laughs> and see what happens. Because that way he can't get mad. Because AJ sometimes just really pissed off. So. Yeah, he, he, he can turn on the job of a He has a rage, yeah. Hmm. That takes a lot of risk of not having anything to do. I don't know. 
Are there darker places? We could go under a bridge. <laughs> and just beat each other up with pillows under a bridge? Yeah, or anybody else there. <laughs> like in Clockwork Orange? <laughs> oh, we could give them a pillow, too. Finding men sleeping under a bridge and beating them with pillows? <laughs> I guess that was Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Basically. Huh. Said they murdered that man. Okay, yeah. so... That's our question? To beat him. <laughs> Not to death. Pillow, pillow ultraviolence. So, high-level bridge is fairly dark. Yeah. Like, but we couldn't go under it. Or, like, it might be funnier if it was on top of, on it. Top of it. There's also just some woods over there. Like, down the pillow block. Pillow fight in the woods? Woods pillow fight's not bad. I don't mind It would that. be darkish. Yeah, it'd be darker than just on the street. I mean, like, what's the... What, what do we accomplish by doing that? Well, like, that's well, what I'm coming to here. It's fulfill like, the quest. Okay, so what we I'd just like have to, to complete see. the quest. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, but we don't want to just go and throw a couple pillows in each other's faces and call that a quest. No, no. Ideally, I'd like to, this to cause a little bit of a ruckus. Other people getting involved in a pillow fight. Please telling us not to pillow fight. A pillow shortage in Edmonton. Something. I am, uh... I'm down with Woods pillow fight. I don't know about involving strangers in the pillow fight. What about if we just start a massive pillow fight in Goodwill and then somebody pulls the breaker? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> There's two of them within walking distance. Yeah, but like my my fears were in an area where these like people are used to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have contingency plans for people like us. Yeah, they tell us to leave, and then we hit them with or a pillow and run. Or we get bludgeoned by a security guard. Well, there's always that, no matter what quest we're going to do. I think Fair we enough. Just ignore that entirely. I'm just trying to be the voice of reason here with the strangers <laughs> thing. I'm finally creeping around in the night like a like a maniac. But involving other people in our creeping is a little uh, invasive. Well, only if they want to be involved, obviously. This is complete consensual involvement. Yeah, yeah. But we'll encourage them. Is it is it mischief if we go into, like, a, a bedding house? A bedding store. Well, that's why I thought of Goodwill. But how does it involve the dark? We'd have to turn the lights out. Well, yeah, that's the, the hard part. <laughs> or we could all go in the bathroom, turn the lights out, and just have a wild pillow fight. That'll definitely get security. Three people going into a bathroom with, a pill with pillows in hand? And then just loud grunting and bangs. So I'll end up paying for pillows? <laughs> oh, we'll definitely pay for the pillows. Uh, I mean, we could we could try to go into a... Well, I, I don't know how late they'll be open, but like a mattress mattress store and be like, I want to try this mattress, but I really... like. I, I can't try it while the lights are on. Like, we try to convince them to turn off the lights, and then, then as soon as they turn the lights off, we just try and, like, whip pillows at each other. That but, sounds like a lot of fun. But that might get us, like... I've been thrown out of more <laughs> mattress stores than you can count, buddy. That's not a word of exaggeration. It's not a horrible idea, but the odds of them turning out the lights <laughs> is a stretch. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Like, if they do, that is the nicest employee ever. <laughs> if I was working and somebody was like, can you turn out the lights, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and that's why the lights turning on and off limits us to either being in a place where we own or a place where we control lights, including flashlights. Yeah. So if we go to a dark place outside, whether it's a high-level bridge or down in the woods or whichever, and we have a decent flashlight, then we could find the darkest place and use the lights to our advantage in the fight somehow. Or, 
we could attempt to destroy something that has a light with pillows. I like where you're going. <laughs> Tell me more. I, that, that's just a general spitball, but like, what around here is reachable by pillows that has light that can be destroyed? Not personal property. Yeah, you, you don't want to do it to a person's house. Um, uh, try and put out a fire with a pillow. I mean, like, that could also result in arson. That could also result in a very bad thing. Um, we could go down to the woods. There's some uh, places where you can set fires. What are they called? Fire pits. That's what they're called. <laughs> I, I think that uh, generally we should grab some pillows, a flashlight, and, and go down into the woods. I think bare minimum we'll get, we'll get an idea by our surroundings. Hmm. This would involve shifting quest parameters after the quest has been started. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 We got it. We got it. We have to have a minimum gotta, contingency a of what success that. means. We got to have a goal. Um, so we we've got um, putting a fire out with a pillow. Right. Yeah. Uh, Beating the hell out of each other. We'll bring a flashlight so we can involve turning lights on and off. Okay. So variations of these things we can do. To me as the tail master, I, I'm sorry, but I still got to come back to if we're just the three of us hiding somewhere doing this, it's going to be silly. There's got to be people seeing us. So let's do it in a public place and make one of the goals either at least one person is willing to join to at least some degree. Yeah. Or we at least get a lot of stupid fucking looks. Okay. Alternate idea, just general spitballing, is like a pillow being used as a baseball bat to turn off a light that is being thrown at it. A flashlight? Either a flashlight or something. Huh. Well, we'll keep that in our back pocket. It's most likely just going to break the flashlight, isn't it? It's going to send it flying through a window or something. Well, that would turn off the light, wouldn't it? Well, that's true. <laughs> if it comes down to it. If the batteries fly out of it because of your walloping pillow, it's a pretty hard thing to accomplish. I kind of like that if we, well, and if like... And we could somewhere... go to a baseball diamond, too, to do this. So yeah. that is also the contingent that it's in public and, uh kind of take some balls to go out and like hit the plate with a pillow and like oh what we could do is involve a baseball in it as well since we're going to a baseball diamond so are we we'll, gonna light a baseball on fire here's what would happen we'd light a baseball on fire <laughs> and then hal would shine a flashlight in my eyes while i try to pitch the burning baseball at you so you can hit it with a pillow and the person who hits it furthest wins <laughs> fucking good idea boys <laughs> i don't know about the flashlight in the eyes but it <laughs> <laughs> makes it more random <laughs> yeah yeah I'm fine with the extinguishing the flame with the pillow. So how do we light the baseball on fire? There's a few so, options. Soak it in gas or? I, I've done this before, so there's a few options here. <laughs> I lived a weird childhood. Good man, good man. Um, so lighter fluid often goes out when you throw it, right? So it needs to have something that is like flammable substance on it and it needs to be something sticky. So if you have something like model glue or like, um, if you mix hairspray, uh, you're gonna do it. If you mix hairspray and uh, um, uh, styrofoam, it yeah. melts the styrofoam into a gluey substance. That stuff will burn forever. Huh. It's basically like poor man's napalm. All right, so we might make some <laughs> napalm. We're gonna gather our materials. We're gonna go. Yeah. Let's see where our feet take us. Honestly, let's ha let's be. Uh, yeah, let, let's take this as we go. I'm the table master, so ultimately I'll, I'll decide when we've accomplished the to our satisfaction, and I think we should continue to go with our whims, trust our instincts. Yeah. Um, 
I'd sure like to get somebody involved. I, I, if I don't see somebody swinging a pillow that's not in this group, I'll be a little disappointed. Flaming but. baseball, though? Yeah, down we'll, see, okay. we'll see, we'll see, yeah. Flaming baseballs we're good with, so we'll make some napalm up, see how we can do that. Um, yeah. Bring at least one flashlight, a couple pillows, a couple baseballs probably. Yeah. Loads of fucking napalm. Yeah. And um, we got to be careful with how much napalm we make. By the way, you, <laughs> could, also, you could also make it with gas, but yeah. I made a napalm ball, that's how I know. Made okay. it out of gas and styrofoam, it ended up being this big, we kicked it like a soccer ball. Well, gentlemen, do you think we've got our quest? I think so. We're clear enough? Uh, yeah. We should be careful not to light the field on fire. How well, let's not be silver. We're not gonna light a field on fire. Yeah, well, luckily we'll go to a baseball field, so like it could be. Com- well, we'll or we might be in a forest. Who knows? <laughs> Either a baseball field or a forest, but we'll watch out for. I would say baseball field is ideal. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Okay. Everybody's like, no, we're not. We're doing our outros and all that. Oh, okay. Um. So everybody's good with this quest. Are we all fully committed to it? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Hands above the fire, gentlemen. All right. Morden's list has begun, but before we officially depart on our quest, I guess there's some checkouts. Um, yeah, this is our last. You know one. how this goes. So, uh, does anyone have anything to plug? Any plugs? Well, this is the moment for shameless self-promotion. <laughs> you, you have multiple books. You have an electro stim company. I do not have an electro sim company. <laughs> he, he, he sells supplements that help your brain. <laughs> and your tertiary mannequin dealer. What called, else? Called Ultimate Caveman Force. What, what do you want to plug right now? Uh, I uh, I just had a story come out on a, a Centropic Oracle podcast. It's called Add Me, and I write under the name Joseph Halden. Joseph Halden is the name people should look up if they want to find that. Yep. And what site is it on? Uh, Centropic Oracle. And that's spelled exactly how it sounds, I guess. Yes. All right, perfect. <laughs> sounds good. Brad, do you have anything to plug? As a matter of fact, I do, Scott. What's that? I'm sorry, Bo. Or are we beyond that now? Yeah, we're done. I'm not actually Bo. It was all a lie. My real name is Schizo B the Clown, and I'm sorry I fooled you with the Brad moniker. Um, I'm going to plug, as always, bradoinc.com. That's bradoinc.com, my personal blog. I post news articles, poems, stories, cultural insights. You know, you want to figure out how to save the world, that's where you should be going. Also, plenty of relevant news about Edgar's Worst Sunday, which is the new novel I've published quite recently, um, just last Halloween. Halloween, of course. Um, I'm going to be at Words in the Park in Sherwood Park on September 28th from 9 to 4. So if you are a local, come on down to that. See me, shake my hand, tell me you heard me, and tell me a story, the final episode. If it even releases before then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, finally, I'd like to plug the old episodes of Shite Night. That's not really being recorded anymore either, but it's always good fun. Yeah, Go it's check always that fun out. to watch, yeah. Um, tell me a story, as always. Love it. Been great times. AJ, I do love to. I'm just kidding. Um, but it's over. We're done. So no more watching that. But what we else. do have is something brand new. And if any of you thankless bastards have been to my blog, then you may be familiar with a subcategory called the Gentleman Juggalo. And what that is, it has always been my attempt to shed some like really deep insights and try to give like a deep, a weird, well, my own perspective. I guess, and I try to read into things in my own way and just give like an intelligent, like decent reflection of what ICP is, what they bring, and articulating it in the way that maybe 
me and perhaps only a few dozen other people can. <laughs> so what this is going to be is a breakdown of one ICP song at a time. I'm going to play it for Scott here, and then we're going to discuss it. I'll talk about uh, cultural significance in the Juggalo world, um, where it debuted, what else it's been featured on, if it's played live, all these kind of things. Give you some little tidbits about it. Um, tell you about the placement on the album, why it's there, and what it means for the overall picture of the album, whether it's a Joker's card or a side project. And hopefully even take some fan requests. This time, we'll probably check our email. <laughs> Lastly, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Nate Andron, uh, Ninja Nate, who invented Morton's List, a game we're about to go play. Um, it's been cool chatting, glad you were a fan of the show, and hope you enjoy what's coming. So that new one is going to be called The Gentleman Juggalo. Yeah. We're going to start recording it soon, and you can look out for it who knows when. But I'll definitely tell you that on Brado Inc. Over to you, Scott. Well, I don't have much to plug, as always, other than some slime that is on the beach in France. And anyone who's there Fuck in France, yeah, slime. watch out. This slime is an epidemic. It's taking over the, the, the beaches, and uh, next, next thing you know, it's going to take over the whole country. So uh, other than that, I don't have to plug much. Um, I will be doing my own solo podcast, but we'll start recording that after uh, the Gentleman Jugglers. So uh, just stay tuned for that. Um, We'll do like a crossover episode at some point, I think, and just kind of transition over. But I think we're going to do that from now on is just have uh, individual podcasts about niche subjects. So, What's uh, yours going to be about? Uh, mine is going to be about uh, Canadian ghosts, aliens, and uh, Bigfoots and all that kind of stuff. Like there's Canadian big paranormal. feet in Canada? <laughs> yeah. But there's also submerged UFOs, USOs as they're called. <laughs> of course they would be. Unidentified submerged objects, and there's a shit ton of them. Uh, Will you be covering a semi-famous lake monster? Uh, actually, I might not include any lake monsters because I think that they're overcovered. To be yeah. honest, I think e that even Aris has been quite heavily covered. I think. Yeah, we have quite a few that have been overly covered, and I think that Canada doesn't get enough respect for its aliens, UFOs, um, other monsters, and uh, you want to break the stereotype that Canada only has lake monsters. Yeah, yeah, I, I fucking want, lake monsters. I want some psychics and some government test facilities and some UFO crashes and some abductions and a man who was abducted by Bigfoot himself. Hell's yes, I know this story. Albert Osman, he's amazing. Anyways, stay tuned for all of that. Uh oh, the cops are coming. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. <laughs>